Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lot Pod, the Lead Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDB, who are, of course, a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They do create standout brands. So, if any companies out there need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with our friends ACDB. Thanks, as always, to them for sponsoring us on the podcast. And also with the fanzine, speaking of the fanzine, the next issue of the Lot 17A fanzine is currently in production and contributions are still open. We do have a a deadline coming up sometime in December. Um, It hasn't been written in stone yet. So if you are considering contributing to the next issue of the fanzine, you can. We're looking for articles and artwork. People have said, but what do you want articles on? Anything Leeds Rhinos, a a player, a current player, an older player, a a coach, kits, your favourite game, your favourite stadium. Do you like the new new Headingley versus old Headingley? Anything, absolutely anything Leeds Rhinos themed, we're looking for. So if you are interested, just send an email over to lot17a at outlook.com, lot17a at outlook.com. And again, that deadline is December. We've already had some fantastic articles submitted, but we do want some more. So this is the mailbag. We are back. We've opened the mailbag, and we're back with it again. Joining me as always, my right-hand man, my co-host, the our amazing stats man, Statman Reese. I'm a stat Let's cut to the chase, Reese. Are the Jags winning? Uh, yes, but they yeah. should be winning. They should be winning by more, um, but they're not. But they're winning going into the half. So because as we record this, um, Reese's second favorite team. <laughs> I don't know. Actually. Have to be Ooh, above that's, prob- that's probably a mailbag question because then Rhinos would be, be one, but then that's my mailbag. Question to United. You. Where do the Jags go? They're probably third because Leeds United have been there. So probably so for sure. Oh, but then are we talking national nationals in there? Because then uh, this really was no. a mailbag question. It was. Yeah, in terms of club sides, I think Jackson will be third. But they are winning, everyone. How are you? Yeah. Good, thank you. Good. It's uh have you got Christmassy yet? No, we did go. Is there a tree up in to, your house? No chance. We did go to Brighouse yesterday because they had a little Christmas tree light up market thing. It's on been on yesterday and today, and that felt very festive and festive and Christmassy. Yeah. But me and Harriet are very much first of December. You know, it's all systems go. So we're, we're, we always buy a real tree, so we're, we're already prepared for the real tree on Friday and. Every, from that moment on, bring it on. But until that period, are you are you a, a, Nova, a late we, November or are we, you December? We are a, a late November, yeah. So that we may already have a tree up. You've already um, got your tree up. Yeah, I think after the wedding and the honeymoon, Nessa wanted something to look forward to. Yeah, he needed <laughs> so, something. So needed something. But, ball, um, everything being finished. Yeah, but we went to the um, Skipton Santa uh, fun run today, which was quite good fun. Uh, didn't run. Uh, I had food and drunk. 
I've had a bit. Yeah, and watched um, and watched people dressed as Santa do the run. So now, so this is our mailbag podcast. If you are new, welcome along. This is just our any other business podcast where we ask our viewers, our listeners, to get in touch with us with their thoughts, their questions, their queries. It doesn't have to be rugby league related. It doesn't have to be Leeds Rhinos related. All these people got in touch with us over the past month or so because we are in our off-season. We are predominantly, if you are new, a Lead Rhinos podcast. If you want to get in touch with us for the next mailbag, you can. Get in touch with us on X at Lot17A or at The Owl and Fleece. Or you can email us at Lot17A at Outlook.com. We grab all them, bundle them up and spew them out on the mailbag. And this is the mailbag. Do you want to start? start my yeah, name? Just, just to add to that, we also accept questions on Twitter uh, as well um, from that bit. But I am going we might as well be saying we, we accept them in fax then because Twitter doesn't <laughs> exist. It does. It's not called Page them over, everyone. Hit our pages. <laughs> yeah, I want to go first because um, I feel like the first question is not really a question, it's a comment. And it's very much directed at you. Eddie, and I don't think, think so. This, I don't think this person is a Lee Rhinos fan, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. I don't think that. Um, this question comes from Freddie, or comment rather, and basically says, "Don't you look like a right twat now that your <laughs> beloved Maguire has signed for Cass?" That is, I don't. Um, well, the biggest takeaway takeaway I got from that is he spelt Maguire wrong. I don't know if you noticed that. He has spelt Maguire. Um, wrong. He did spell, or they, sorry. They did spell Maguire wrong, so you're gonna have to get that right, Freddie. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not gutted. I'm not. I'm only gutted in the sense that he didn't come to us. But I feel like we're the next in line. I feel like he's, he's not prepared to to join us yet. That door's open. Would you agree with that, Reese? That that is always open. It's always open, isn't it? And I think he's. I think we said on the last one that he didn't want the head coach job. Maybe he feels like he's not ready. Um, but he's, you know, did he watch the video of him mic'd up um, during pre-season training? I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that existed. No, he, just, just seeing him coach and stuff, there's definitely a good coach in there. Um, so I'm I'm, I'd be really interested that, yeah. to see that he's got, he's definitely got another step in him. I think he's definitely got a head coach role in him in the future. Um, where that is, we'll have to wait and see. Said before, Freddie, I, I wish him all the best. And I said, I think it was in the last podcast that we did. Um, Cass will be miles better this year because of Danny. And I wish him every success at Castleford. The next question is from Michael. Michael says, Harry Newman to the NRL. Thoughts, gents? How do you think he would go over in the NRL? Reese, do you think if he were to move over there, do you think he'd come back with his tail between his legs or do you think he'd uh, rip it up over there? It's obviously, I think it's something he wants. And I think it's something that we've always said, if there was going to be anyone in the Rhino squad that would go down under in the NRL and is capable, it's Harry Newman. Now, not necessarily the Harry Newman we saw at moments in last season, but the the performance we saw in the England Tonga series was much more like the Harry Newman that we know. And he's going to contract you. It's down to him now. Leeds will put an offer on the table. They'll put the best one they think. But if he plays really well this season, the world is oyster. And I think he has to play well this year. 
I know that sounds absolutely stupid to say, but he must. He's in his last year with the Rhinos. And if he does, I agree with, with Reese and probably everyone else listening to this, he clearly does want to give the NRL a go. But he's going to have to have this year to show the NRL what he can get. What, if he, he has the do. best season of his career next year as part of our trouble winning side and it goes down to the NRL, Precisely, yeah. then I'll quite happily go, you know what, Harry, you showed up for us. Go rip it up down there. And when you've when you're done with that, come back to us. And I always wish or all every English British Super League player that goes down to the NRL. I always want them to do well. I want Morgan Smithies to do well. I want Will Price. I want Kai Pierce Paul. All those newbies that have gone over for 2024. I want every single one of them to absolutely kill it out in Australia because it kind of looks good on our game over here and kind of proves that we are as perhaps as Tim Potter's the NRL. But in terms of Harry, I'd love him to go out there and give it a go. I would, because that would mean, surely, that he's won the treble with us this year. So, he'd go with our best wishes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Next question from Tommy. We touched a bit on this on the last pod, but it was now that the initial IMG scores are out in the open, what did you make uh, of them all? Said on the last pod, thought ours was a disgrace, um, but that will grow to at least 19, go by at least two points. What was it, 19.46? It'll go up by at least two points when the real scores come out. So I know these were kind of just to get the ball rolling. And then again, kind of repeating myself from the last pod, the one I really disagreed with was the lead score because they were the cup winners and made the playoffs in their first year, and I don't understand how their score could be so low. What did you make of them? Well, as I said, we will we will now be singing... We'll top, where, what did I say? We're top of the IMG, to, IMG table. You'll never, You'll sing, never that. sing that. <laughs> yeah, that's the new song on the South Stand. Get rid of the band. We'll just sing that. Um, but, yeah, I think the ones that I thought to lose potentially were a bit high, and I felt that are they just high because that's who Super League want in there? Um, I felt it's it's a real shock to see London as far down as they are. In I know, yeah. 20, was it 24th, I think I said? Yeah, and just that, killed them off this year already. It just showed, yeah, it was like, almost like, what's the point in them yeah. this year? Um, you know, they've got rid of their academy, and I know, but I don't think the academy is influenced by it either. Um, so, but I think you're right. The biggest one, that should have been higher, I think, is Lee. I know, I know. Obviously, they've got the when you look at average positions, they've got the championship uh, in the in the previous years, but the mm. Challenge Cup winners and they were playoff finalists. Um, so I, I certainly think they could have been higher. But also Salford score, I find strange, considering yeah. their financial situation at the moment. To the mm. extent that the RFL have had to step in, they might not have facilities. You know, apparently they've sorted it out now, but you know. It's very strange, I think. But I think it's a good... I think it, in all, it was a fair reflection of the league, other than a couple of anomalies. It's, it's the first round of yeah. scoring, quote-unquote. So, you know, things can change drastically, and I think they will. And the next question is from Amanda on a similar theme. And Amanda says, Will IMG change the game for the better or worse? Love the podcast, and I'm glad it's back. Thanks, Amanda. Reese, do you think IMG... Will change the game for the better or the worst. I know it's 
I know I, they don't I, even have a hand on the game yet, but yet we're no, all no, they don't. Know, but you're in. all you're already starting to see little glimpses of what clubs should be doing in terms of to what or what IMG you're starting to juice. And I think the best example of that is Wakefield. You yeah. know, they've upgraded the new stand. They're going to have more season ticket holders than they did last year. Um, and, and they've been relegated. Like, you know, but that the owner there, I have to admit, I have to take my heart off to him because the clarity that he's given, but he's using the IMG structure, the point system, the grading system to help move the club forward. Mm. Um, you know, you've seen Sheffield looking at getting a new stadium. Looks amazing, um, that complex. And, you know, and that's the sort of stuff that this is starting to drive. You know, Cass mm-hmm. are still obviously looking at their new stadium as well. Um, York are starting to put money where their mouth is to push things forward as well from there. So I think you're starting to see what ING can do for the game when the clubs get on board of it. The clubs that don't get on board of it will ultimately fail. They will. Um, think... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, that was it. That was it. They will because I think IMG are here and, and they're here to stay and they're going to you know mould and change the game. I do think, Amanda, that they'll change it for the better. Why? Because it can't get any worse. Fair enough. Next question's from Paul. Eddie, you definitely knew about lead signing Croft for free and a grand. You mentioned it too many times on the podcast. Before you answer this, I am actually quite annoyed that you kept saying this all last season and we ended up signing him because it... You were you were right, and you're now probably going to brag about the fact that you were. And right. I just think, to be fair, I said it loads, but Duncan, whenever he joined us as well, I always said to Duncan, you know, it, it's so easy, Duncan. If he's available, we should just go and buy him. And I don't, I, I didn't know anything at all. I, I promise you, I didn't know anything. It, it just seemed to be the logical move if Brody Croft was available go and buy him and pay the money to bring him in. And now, thankfully, that's come to fruition and we're all absolutely clicking his heels together and can't wait for February already. But at the time when we were down and getting battered by Catalan, getting nilled by Wigan and nilled back to back by Catalan, it, it was more desperation, Paul, the fact that me saying numerous times, go and effing buy Brody Croft, no matter, you know, just open the checkbook, Gary, and bring him in. And thankfully, he signed for us and not Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was stupid, wasn't it? But yeah, I mean, it was free in the grand for both Croft and Dakers. Which is it? We, we, I mean, I know we haven't kicked a ball yet or thrown a ball, whatever the rugby league term is. Um, but that's the, that's the steal of the century, that. Yeah, like we've said, I think we've said five or six times already. Every podcast since we've signed Brody, you'd have paid four hundred grand for Brody Croft last year. Yeah, especially coming off the Man of Steel season. Yeah, and how we finished the year. Every single Leeds fan listening to this would say, "Yeah, you'd play. You'd probably pay half a mil." Yeah, you probably would have paid five hundred grand if you know if Leeds fan. It's easy for us to spend that money, but to say, "Would you back the club?" Yeah. Alone, so to get both of them, I, I think, yeah, hats off to the club again because absolutely immense. Yeah, no, definitely. It kind of leads a nice into the next question by Macaulay, who said, um, Who do you think will get the number nine shirt? Obviously, we now know the numbers, um, mm-hmm. since this question was submitted, and Akers did get that. We yeah. spent all of last year t- telling how telling everyone that our mate O'Connor will have we the did. number nine shirt. Um, do you think it was right for Akers to get that? 
Absolutely. Yeah. He had to get it. You know, he is a. An That's English... not discrediting Jared either, is it? Not. No. Oh, no. We love Jared, friend of the pod. But um, it had to be Akers. But what, how old's Akers? 29? Yeah. 28, 29, I think. 28, 29. So could be at Leeds three, four years, maybe, maybe five at a push. And again, that. And it, it's almost that. I think it was Josh who's been on one of our regulars, who's been on a few times. He. Particularly on that transfer special from memory, forgive me if I'm wrong, Josh. But I think he said an experienced nine would help bring you know Jared on, and I think Josh were kind of saying we were sort of overlooking the key aspect of a of a good nine. We've got one now. Yeah. It, it, it's a luxury because it, it did. Nobody felt it were required. I, I, if we didn't have Akers, I'd be quite happy. Sat here saying Jared's a number nine, and I'm quite happy. Precisely. Um, Nail on so head, yeah. when it comes back to reviewing those signings, it just shows again that I think the club have done an excellent job and gone above beyond what I actually thought was necessary. Mm. Agreed. Liam Harmon is harking back to England Tonga. I have really enjoyed the England v Tonga series, says Liam. It's been refreshing to see England play so soon after the World Cup and even better to see Tonga tour for the first time. What did you make of the series and of Wayne's England side, Reese? I didn't catch a series because I was away on my honeymoon, so I can't really offer too much opinion on it. Really pleased to see Tonga over here doing it, but I think England missed out not being in that Pacific Nations Cup. Mm. Um, they need to be part. I know we talked about this on the last pod. My, my simple response is we need to be part of that tournament year in, year yeah. out. Simple as that. We have to go um, out there and play them. Or they come here, but it's more likely that England, even if England have to fly out there every year, just just yeah. continually keep playing the best sides we can. And unfortunately for us, they're all at the other side of the world. In terms of Sean Wayne's England, worst England side. Um, I've said I said running up to the World Cup when we reviewed all those World Cup games, England games. Um, yeah, just appalling for me. I can't can't get behind this. This kind of England setup. There's a lot of good players there. It was nice to see Michael Lewis, obviously Harry, and Harry Smith. But I just think I can't get behind Sean Wayne. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but I can't get behind it. With the England size, though, it's it's. I mean, what I liked that scene about Michael Lewis was actually the passion to play for England. Obviously, he got that. Uh, yeah, I love his interview after the game where we got a bit emotional, and that's the sort of stuff that should be pushing for. You know, if, if, to show to see how much it meant to him is the example of what they should be doing it's to move the game forward because yeah. it actually shows that the players do care. Um, speaking of England game series, though, the I don't know if you saw, but the semi-final in 2013 World Cup video was highlights we're doing the rounds on Twitter this week because I think it was uh, 10 years. 10 since, years? Um, Sean God Johnson broke, it's broke our hearts at Wembley. Um, Skipped past Kev, didn't he? Or was it Danny? No, yeah, Kev, no, it was Kev. He ran out of the line. And he got stepped. Shout out the um, stepped. One of the best. That was. I was thinking about that when, and it made me think that game was because I remember the crowd being ridiculously loud that game at Wembley, and it was an awesome game of rugby as well. I thought that was. We have the product there, and you just need to play regularly to be able to do it. And that's why I'm saying be part of that tournament down under. Absolutely. Um, next question is from Leanne. Uh, Reese Martin has now become the Papua New Guinea's most capped player. How do you think he'll be remembered when he does retire? Will he be considered a Rhinos legend 
Jan also said thanks. Excited for the next fanzine. I think he's certainly is he a Rhino's legend? Was a Challenge Cup winner? I think in the peer in the post Golden Generation period, if I was going to pick up pick one of my favourite players, I think Reese would be in the top three, probably along say, with Ash Hanley and maybe Mick. Would you say he's been? I was going to say that. Would you say he's been the best since twenty seventeen? I'd say I he's a, probably been the most consistent. I think he's. I think he's the standout by a mile. You think? Yeah, don't think. Many come close. Cammy has only really come in last year or so. Kind of you know, well, since we started given a chance, yeah. Since we created the since yourself created the appreciation society. But is he a rhino's legend? Now, Leanne, that's incredibly difficult to um to kind of put a pin into because our legends are legitimate like champion. Won it, done seven it, seven times Super League. Yeah, you're talking. So we are incredible. You know, when when we mention Carl Ablett's name, we are mentioning a bloke that's won it on on more than one occasion. So, I think it, like Reece said, there is a new era now. We are in a new era of the Rhinos, and when we win the grand final this year, I think then you could say not just Reese, obviously Reese, but. The rest of them then would be a legend. I think to get that legend title, I think he would need a Super League title. That's just us as a club, though. We've done that, you know. That's the expectation, isn't it? That's exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. Nathan says on the transfer update pod, you were all very positive, even for you, Eddie. Was that the most positive pod you've ever done? I really enjoy listening to podcast, listening in from Dan Saf. Was that the most positive podcast we've ever done, Reese? That 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 Brody Croft. Um, I don't know. We've had. We, I think obviously some of it's been overshadowed by the performances this season. I'm trying to, you know, in the playoff run last year, there was. Some, I remember the 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 win at Wigan. When we beat Wigan, yeah, yeah in the semi final last year. Anybody watching that podcast on YouTube? That was just me, Reese, and Josh. Smiling from ear to ear <laughs> for about an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, I think we've we've had positive pods, but I think we're so positive at the moment. It's like you said, I'm, I'm annoyed at them because I'm so excited for the fixture. Like when the fixtures came out on Thursday, yeah. I was buzzing. I'm like, right, it feels like it's a bit closer. But at the end of the season, I was nowhere near feeling like that. But no. because of what they've done in terms of in the off season. They've they have managed to change my they've mindset. They've done it to us again. Yeah, they've done it to us again. So I think we've got every reason to be positive. Absolutely, especially with the squad we've got now. It it was a very positive pod, Nathan. But for me, that it can because of how cover your ears, George. How shit the season was. We had finally had something of of enormous positivity to get our teeth into. But the most positive pod for me. Was the the one last year when we beat Wigan to get to the grand final? Because that was just on another level. Next question is from Harry the Chief, who says, "Which of the current Super League sides do you dislike the most, and which do you have a fondness or a soft spot for?" A t- fondness or soft spot would be London. 
as an expansionist, you know. I, I felt the same with Toronto, albeit very briefly, and Toulouse. Um, so probably London. Which side do I dislike the most? That's See, being a Leeds fan, certainly of my age, might be different for Reese. We'll find out in a minute. But anyone of my age, in the mid-30s, you was just... As you grew up, you just had pure hatred for Wigan. Everyone, any anyone older than you, your, your parents, your uncles, your cousins, your brothers, whoever, anyone close to you that was a Leeds fan and that were older than you, just used to tell you how much you had to hate Wigan and why you hate them and etc. That's changed over recent years. For me now, the team I dislike the most is St. Helens. I would agree. It's St. Helens. I mean, and I, and I blame Matty Pete for this purely because he yeah. makes me like. I like Matty Pete. I think he's a he's a good he's an amazing job. He's come through the coaching structure at Wigan, and he's one of the few coaches. You know, we've seen the fixture that's come out, and Ian Watson's already taken opportunity to start moaning and having a go. Whereas Matty Pete is one of the few coaches, I think, in Super League that when Wigan are beat and they're not they haven't played well, he says we didn't play well. Um. And he, I just, I just, so yeah, I think for me, uh, he's not helped that. But yes, the team I hate most is Saints. I think with Saints as well, is it's all the cheating that they've done recently. You know, the Morgan won't be able to Knowles, cheat anymore because the rules have changed. So, precisely, yeah, the Morgan Knowles thing, you know, with the chicken wing, was it on Andy Ackers actually, you know, when he should have had yeah. been banned and then everything with that. And then Paul Wellens just comes out and absolutely lambasts the re- referee and all the discipline after. John, excuse me, after John Asiata's tackle, and they just do what they want. And like Johnny Lomax as well, last one from me, I promised. <clears throat> Johnny Lomax, when he said James McDonald punched him and he just didn't at all, they were bleeding from a play yeah. on the other side of the field before. They're just awful. And they, they're almost playing now like the old, like Wigan used to play, like old Wigan sides used to play. And Saints are definitely the bad guys in this story. And Leeds are the heroes coming back to. Smack them straight in the teeth. In terms of a team I have a soft spot for, again, probably as an expansionist, it, it kind of has been Catalan, less so since Steve McNamara has been there because I really don't like Steve McNamara. And they're quite a grubby team now, aren't they, Catalan as well? But when <clears throat> Catalan have always got to a final and it's not been at Leeds' expense, I will also add at this point. Yeah, I agree. I've always wanted Catalan to win. So when they got to the Challenge Cup final, when they got to the grand final against... Saints and obviously this year I was rooting for Catalan um, because I want them to do well um, as a, as an expansionist um, from that sake. So I only root, I only have a soft spot for them when it's not at least expense and it's probably in a final. Which is why it was so disappointing this grand final when they they, they actually had the worst grand final performance in the yeah. history of grand yeah. finals. <laughs> like, yeah, it really was awful. Like... We didn't have to do much to win to win it, but yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. Georgia says, me and my boyfriend are already struggling with no lead rhinos. Do you have any tips on getting through the off-season for us? You should definitely do a podcast every week just to keep all us Leeds fans entertained. Um, any tips for getting through the off-season, Reese? following the NFL? That one <laughs> start, a, start a Leeds Rhinos podcast so you can talk about it. Um... <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I'm I'm in quite a few WhatsApp groups, and obviously everyone talks on there. But 
I don't know, I've been playing a lot of rugby league live recently. <laughs> so that's probably keeping me going um through the off season. But um yeah, a, a bit like you, Georgia, I'm I am struggling because I just want the season to start. Um, you know, like I said, when the fixtures came out on Thursday, I did two things. Well, one, I got exceptionally giddy. And then the second thing was I booked my flights to Carolina straight away. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to do a pod every week, but I just don't think there's enough news that comes out. You just <laughs> enough out there, Georgia, for us to, just not for enough. to talk about for an hour every week. But I appreciate <laughs> we'll the sentiment. Best. We'll do what we can. Um, I don't know. It's tough, and I feel like every off season since we've done this podcast, I think we're now third year now, fourth year, whatever. In um, it's it's tough, and we always go over this how the off season it's just it's a killer. I wouldn't recommend Leeds United. Um, why don't you you and your boyfriend look into booking Catalan away like Reese has? Yeah, that would be my advice. That's good. Um, Carl said two amazing debut seasons in the NRLW with Georgia Roche and Fran Goldthorpe. It was brilliant to see T-Rex Rhinos perform so well. Obviously, Georgia was in the final and Fran had, you know, was up for awards and was getting some of the highlight reels. We need to actually get Fran back on. We do. Talk about her, yeah, because we had her on before she went down under. Um, we so, do, Fran, yes. if the off chance you are listening, um, we need to have a catch-up to learn to to see how the season went for you. Well, we need to find out if she managed to get hold of any bourbon biscuits out there. That's true. That's actually <clears> the bigger question. Isn't that it? was her biggest concern, bourbon biscuits in Yorkshire tea. Yeah. So, and we did say that we would send her some if she was struggling <laughs> to find any. We didn't. <laughs> so Georgia Roach won it. Won the whole competition with Newcastle Knights. So that's an absolute home run. She's smashed that for six. And... It, Fran got Rookie of the Year. Was it Rookie of the yeah. Year for the whole competition or just the Cowboys? I think, I think it might have been for the Cowboys, I think. Not I mean, that, the... again, that's no mean no mean fit. And it, it's we need to see more, very similar, but I think more important than the men's side are <clears throat> the, the women going over there and playing in this competition. Mm. I think there'll be a few more the back end of next year. We've spoken loads about Kira Bennett. Thinking... Potentially, but now you know York has started to hand out professional That's contracts, true. and you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds followed that. Um, I hope so. So it shows that those those two have gone down under and have done an amazing job. But our own game is moving forward here as well. Yes, it, it's slow steps, but important steps all along the way. But no, it's been amazing to see. Both those two do well. And we will work and try and speak to Fran to get her back on. Bianca says, I disagree, Eddie. The new home shirt is a thing of beauty. The principal shirt? I don't know, Bianca. I didn't... What did you give out of 10? I think I gave it a 7. Yeah, you were, you were more... And I've realised that 7 is just a sit-on-the-fence number, so I really should have probably said, I think, a 6. 6? Um, I thought 5 was sit-on-the-fence. No, 7. I, I, Seven, I, I can give you the net promoter score. Well, you've uh, done this before, feedback. can you? Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned um, this on an, uh, I don't, I don't, at work. Um, previous awards. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I am really pleased you've got a white shirt. I'm glad it's different. Uh, my next campaign, as you know, to the shirt that I am wearing this evening, which is the Marie Curie one, yes. um, is for a yellow kit, full of yellow kit next year. 
because one of my favourite kits and Laurie actually beat this to beat me to this year is the 2018 World Club Challenge when it was yellow with the blue banding in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, I, I do like the home kit, but I still think the away kit or whatever they're calling it, the alternative kit, is still the winner so far. Oxford Sports have just jotted all that down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yellow shirt with amber uh, blue band across chest. Yeah. Martin... Oh, sorry, it's, I'll say this one. Martin says, what would be your Super League best ever 13 of all the clubs to have ever played in the competition, not just a Leeds 13? Have you put a 13 together for this question? No, no, no I haven't. I've put one together. Go on then. Um, so, full-backs, Brent Webb. My two mm-hmm. wingers are Ryan All and Scott Donald. Centers. I can see where this is going. Centers, I'm going with front teeth, Keith Senior. And you may have to help me here. I'm thinking Callum Watkins or Joel Moon. Callum. Callum Watkins, you reckon? I don't know. I did love Joel Moon. I'll go Callum Watkins. Danny and Rob. Um JP Kylie Prop, Danny Boderas at Hooker. Back row is where you always struggle because we're stacked there. You know, you've got a choice of Ali, Garafelis, JJ, Carl Ablett. How can you? You choose one and I'll choose one. I'll go Carl Ablett. Ali Lau. Ali Lau. And then obviously Kev at 13. No team, no, you, you couldn't create from, from, from the Wiggins, the Saints, the Bradfords, you could, all those sides that have won grand finals and World Cup Challenge would not beat that side. If you were going to put a non-Leeds player, if it, if you I'm going to say so, your your favourite, not favourite, but you, who you thought was the best player outside who never played for Leeds in the Super League era, because there's one name that's of my tongue that I, I you know who was an amazing player, and that's I did. You know, Jason Robinson. You know, yeah, and he's from uh, Leeds. Andy's from Leeds. Andy won a World Cup. Cup out there in... must be there must be some players in Super League history that you've gone. I wish they played for Leeds. There's three. When I was a kid, I thought Andy Farrell was absolutely awesome. Hard as nails. Yeah, he's a know. horrible bastard, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he could kick. He had it all. Um, as much as I hated him, I thought I'd love to see him in a, in a Rhino shirt. Another one is Sam Tompkins when he were at Wigan, when he were lighting it up just before he went to the New Zealand Warriors. I just thought, cover your ears, George. Jesus Christ, this kid is absolutely dynamite. You know, I think he started out at six, then they put him out to fullback and he just got better. And I know he, he absolutely killed us in Challenge Cups and during that period, but what an absolute talent. And his career has proven that. And then the third one is obviously James Roby. The one, probably the best hooker. He's not the best player in Super League ever. He ain't even close, but he's the best hooker in Super League ever. And always held himself with great decorum and class. You know, in, we beat him loads of times in those grand finals. We beat loads of teams, loads of times. Uh, Saints players, loads of times, those grand finals. But he always came out with class. And I think he's 27 million times better than Kieran Cunningham. 
I don't think I could add anything else to that. You, you <laughs> named three players that I think I would have probably said. The only one maybe that, I, again, another guy that I like who is class, but he wouldn't get in a Rhino side is um, Liam Farrell. I always I thought in terms of an exceptional leader um, and a great player in general. I just didn't like how in 2015 when Danny scored, he led in with his knees, didn't he? Need him. He did, yeah, he did. I, yeah. So I don't like him just for that. Sorry. <laughs> just for that. It's just a fact. Um, next question is from Bianca, who's saying, are you laughing at the issues at Salford? How many Bellies? questions, Bianca? Sorry, go on. Or <laughs> uh, crying. Um, it was always going to be our first game of the season, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just on that, you know, like when people do those, like like Paddy Power, very good at this. You know, when they do like the, is the NFL scripted or is the Premier League scripted and they, they do like a skit about, right, in week 10, we'll do this or whatever. I, I genuinely can see that actually happening in the RFL room going, right, first fixtures, what is the first fixtures we need? Well, let's put Wigan Saints together. No, let's repeat the grand final in the first round because isn't it Wigan Catalan? In I round so, one, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then go, right, <laughs> let's choose Lee Salford, two fan bases that suddenly just don't like each other all of a sudden. And that Leeds have taken two players from one guy that left Leeds on a, a win and just abandoned them who signed for them. Like, they'd have been sat in the room going, oh. That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. I think the RFL have to do that. I think they have to manufacture. These, these type of scenarios, like the Premier League and the, the NFL and the NRL, they, these are leagues where there's, there's billions and billions, you know, pump, pumped into them. They have lots to play with and their seasons can turn, like particularly the Premier League, where there'll be a game midweek where early in the season, say it's Man City versus Luton, you know, and you look down and it's in, I don't know, February. All those Man City fans and everyone else, oh, the, and then the draw, you know, that, that drama. But whereas in Super League, it has to be more manufactured. So I, com- I completely get that. And it, and they have to do that. They have to create these stories. It's Cass, Cass are playing Wigan first round. I thought it Cass was Wigan, but it's not, it's Cass. But yeah, so they've, they've made the lead Salford, the blockbuster. Am I laughing at Salford? Um, I never want to see a club go under. Um, at all. Um, I will laugh at the Salford fans because we signed Brody Croft and Andy Akers from them and they were saying that they would never sign and Brody wouldn't be happy. Um, so, I'll, so I'll have a laugh and a giggle from that perspective, but I would never laugh at a club for going bust or going under because I, I don't want to see that. I don't think we're in any position to laugh at clubs going bust, particularly in Super League and our Newcastle have just fallen the wayside. Mm. Um, so I'm not laughing at them. Um, I'm not. Am I crying? I suppose if they did go, it would be it would be an issue because they are, you know, a, a, one of those playoff sides, and they've been flirting around the playoffs and got to a Challenge Cup final and Grand Final. So the but it, it's more they just need to get a money man, don't they? Everyone needs a money man now. In in not just in rugby league, in sport, you need someone to come along with bags of money and say right. I'm just going to pay for everything. And Salford just need one of those and a bit more of a long-term plan. But I hope they do stick around because, like Reese says, it's become a new or newer rivalry that you know for Leeds. And the more of that we have, the better. Yeah, because I mean, when we played at their place, I remember you know it was quite a tasty game. They weren't happy with mm-hmm. some of the refereeing decisions, and it, it is getting a bit 
tasty between the two sides. So I, I want I want that to stay because that's what makes it fun. Exactly. Um, we so, need that yeah. drama, even if yeah. it is manufactured. We need it. Um, next questions from Jan Man. Eddie, why do you think Magic Weekend at Ellen Road is a good thing? You must be the only person alive that thinks this way. It was quite tongue-in-cheek, but then part of me thinks IMG want rid of it, which is a fact, or almost a fact. So if it is going, you might as well stick it somewhere in the heartlands one last time, and where better than Ellen Road? The centre of the universe? So I don't think this is... IMG want, don't think it's needed. I think this is the RFL who wanted to keep Magic Weekend have insisted it's staying in the calendar this season. But they're panicked. They've not been able to find anywhere because it's cost. It costs. <laughs> there was they were talking, weren't they, last year about of this season. The reason why it works at the moment is because it's the end of the football season. So it doesn't yes. matter to Newcastle if you have six games of rugby on it. But in the beginning of August, it's two, three, eight, three routes from the beginning of the season. Clearly, Leeds don't think they're gonna be in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, because they're letting us play six games in it, um, but we won't I, be in the family. This is this is the RFL trying to rescue it, and I and I've, to be honest, I think they failed miserably. Um, and it's and the only reason why I say that is that I like to go to a new ground. I like to go to a new city. I think Newcastle's excellent for it, and Ellen Road is just it's just not a, a very nice place to sit. It's an absolute dump. That's <laughs> it's horrible. Um, you know, it's got the peacock outside. And, you know, if they do, they can still make a success out of it. And my idea would be to turn one of the car parks into a big fang zone at Ellen Road. If you're going to do it there, give a reason for give give people a reason to stick around the ground and create a big fang zone. You know, get corporate people, corporate sponsorships to do events and games and giveaways, have bars and food there, and do the same at Millennium Square in town. And then and run a shuttle bus and, and run a shuttle bus between the two. Yeah. Uh get the magic weekend on the big screen at Millennium Square. Uh and run those two places. So that's what I would do to make the most of it. Um, but yeah, I think this will be the last magic weekend, which will be a shame. But at least we don't have to travel far. And two, have you seen the state the games on the Sunday? Yeah. They've literally put all the blockbuster games on the Saturday. Exactly. So it's yeah. actually that's Saints Wigan, isn't it? And then it's mm. Uh, Leeds, um, the Leeds game in the evening. So they've put them all the games in, all the best games in one day. On the plus side, it makes it much easier for a massive lot pod meetup. It does. <laughs> it makes it, it much really easier. easy for us all to just meet up somewhere and have another massive lot pod meetup in Leeds, which we could do every week at Headingley. <laughs> yeah, we could do, but we, do, we just don't do. <clears throat> but we won't. Um, next question is from Lee. Oh, we meet up every week. We just meet up in the car park. At the taps. That's true. Yeah. Um, next question is from Leo has said, when will Reese make his stats for last season available? It's uh, a good question, Leo, because he did say I did he was say I get it done. available. Um I'm gonna just lay the excuses out. I've just been at risk of redundancy. I'm not anymore, I'm fine. So I've had other, I've had other priorities. However, I'm just in the last stages of doing sanity checks to make sure it's correct because knowing my luck I'll put it out there and I'll have someone from Wakefield or Cass saying oh you, this is not right so I'm just checking everything's right as well before uh, it's released so it will be coming soon there you go Leo there's your answer I can't wait to see it spreadsheet heaven Lucas says you did the lot pod awards aka the lead rhinos awards 
What about the rest of Super League? Who was your player of the year, coach of the year, and rookie of the year? Reese, player of the year? I have thought about this, and I thought the easy answer probably would just be Bevan French. Yeah. Um, who I thought when he moved into the halves was, I think that actually helped propel Wigan's season forward. He did. Um, Certainly got onto the league leaders. Yeah. But I'd like to have an honourable mention for Lachlan Lamb there as well, because I thought he had a really good year yeah. at Lee um, as well. So, but I think Bevan French would, I think, is the right answer because I think that move and his skill did move um, Wigan towards the league leaders. Player of the year for me is is really really easy. Cam Smith, that would be my player of the year. Don't know, God knows how he's not getting picked for England, but coach of the year, Reese. Um, to be honest, I'm going to stick with the Lamb family. And um, oh, I can't remember his name. What's his first Adrian. name? Adrian. Adrian Lamb, thank you. Yeah, um, I'd give him coach of the year. First year back in Super League, probably the best ever season by a promoted side. Won the Challenge Cup and got in the playoffs. I agree with that one. Um, Adrian Lamb, that, that 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 cup win, it's, it's a once in a lifetime, you know, fairy tale memory for a lot of people over in Lee or in a Lee fan. So definitely Adrian Lamb. And lastly, Reese, rookie of the year, youngster of the year. I'm trying to think who's young or who's like <laughs> um who's not old. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of non-Leeds players that were, were young and did it well. It can be a Leeds player. So I to be honest, I don't really no. Have you got an idea? Non-leads. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> Bottle up in the case. Jared O'Connor. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Reese is now from maybe, Googling youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only name that's jumping out to me that's non-leads is Matty Nicholson. But I don't, I don't, I can't remember He's having crap. an exceptional, I can't He's remember having crap. an exceptional year. Jared O'Connor. Um, yeah, just Jared. Or James McDonald. There we go. Done. There you go. On to the Twitter questions. Did you say you had them? Yep, I do. So I don't we've have got any of those. Over to you. <laughs> okay. So we've got the usual three questions. And because you did this at the beginning of November and at the end of November, both Bri and Laurie have done three questions twice. Um so I'll are they, all, are they the same or different? No, they're different. Wow, six <laughs> so, we're to, so we're gonna do Rattle Laurie's six. Questions. First one is what is the worst Christmas present you've ever received? Um back I must have been about four or five, and someone bought me a Knott's Forest shirt. Um I yeah. think it was the Clough connection. That's my surname. So I think Brian Clough was a manager. I'm a Clough, so it was I think it was like he's a Forest fan. I just remember opening it as being a kid and being like why? Someone bought me a forest shirt. I think it was one of my granddad's work friends or something, but that was definitely the worst because that just went straight in the bin. Sorry to... You're probably dead, but sorry, but <laughs> that went straight in the bin, mate. <laughs> um, Lynx Africa is probably my answer. That's one Still. of the best. 
No, I've, I've, for some reason I still get it, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how I'm still getting that. Um, anyway, next one is: What's the best film you've watched this year? Does it have to be from 2023? Is that no, I think it's just the best film that you've watched this year. Went to see Trolls Three the other week with the kids. That were good, particularly when they started singing NSYNC. I really, really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, other films I've seen this year, not that many, to be honest. So I'm going to have to go with Trolls 3. <laughs> I'm probably going to go for All Quiet on the Western Front. I haven't seen that. Um, for me, that was a, an interesting one. And then next thing, what are you most looking forward to in 2024? The grand final. I just, I just wish it was at a different venue because that venue, it's done. As I've said a thousand times, I won't go into, into it anymore. But it needs to move away from there. But I, I am still looking forward to that grand final greatly. Yourself? Um, at the moment, it's Catalan away. I'm really looking forward to going to Catalan away. Oh, of course, yeah. I booked it with my dad, my uncle, my cousin. Uh, I've got a city centre apartment. I'm just really looking forward to going. I've always wanted to do it. I've never done it. It's also in May, so it's going to be French spring, warm, um, potentially too hot. Um, but I'm really looking forward to Catalan away, that trip. That will be fun. Um, I'm very jealous. Laurie's fourth question is, what's the worst crisp ever? Ready salted, yeah. Any any salted. any kind of ready salted is so boring. Harriet loves them. Any kind of ready, it's just it's always the worst. You know, you buy like a multi pack. It's always the last ones. No one wants them. Just keep them yeah. in the cupboard. They are disgusting. And for some reason, like when you go out for a sani, that it's always ready salted crisp that they put with your sandwich. I don't know why. Yeah, they do. It's awful. The one I did, it's actually one I actually didn't really liking, but I had in America dill and pickle. Flavoured crisps. Wow. It were good. I love After, I've actually seen them in the UK as well. So I love pickles. Yeah, that sounds like Oh, they had deep fried pickles in America as well. They were really oh. sorry, going off topic again, but they were really good. Here's the mailbag I, we're like, allowed to like shallow batter, <laughs> but yeah. Um Laurie's fifth question is uh what is your ideal evening other obviously than talking to me on this podcast? I like putting the kids to bed, coming downstairs. And eating a bowl of cereal. Just quietly eating a bowl of cereal. Now, I mentioned cereal, and I don't think I've ever said this before on the podcast, but I am I mix two cereals together. Which have I done that, Reese? Any? No, hang on a minute. This could be controversial depending on the two you're mixing together because you put so like cocoa so pops with something, then it's like that's like cocoa pops and cornflakes, you're on a home run. They are delicious, but my current favourite is Crunchy Nut with Honey Loops. Oh, they are. They are. Honestly, folks, if you don't do it, start mixing your cereal. It is. <laughs> and I just love that time in an evening when I've finished work, I've come home, I've seen the kids, played with them, washed them, bathed them, bed, and I can just sit there chilling out with a nice bowl of cereal. You I don't drink. I don't drink. So that's about. That's exciting. You've not mentioned your wife, me. though, Eddie. The one thing you haven't mentioned is your wife. <clears throat> I don't know where Harry is when I'm eating the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, what do I care? Right. 
Um, probably my idea of leaving is not not too dissimilar to what I've done today, which is just get the fire on at home, a log burner, and have a Sunday roast and just sit and watch crap TV from this. That's just quite simple. It's just how old we are. But I think so, this time of year, it, that's what it calls for, doesn't it? Staying in. Yeah. It's films, quarter to four, it's dark, it's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, I used to and, love it. When, when I did drink, I used to love like mulled ginger wine, you know, just sitting there and, oh. Delicious. And Laurie's last question is sooty or sweet. I can't remember who's who. No, I'm, I'm just frantically Googling that actually. Which one was um, the one? Sooty right was the yellow bear, and sweep would appear to be the grey dog. Did one of them used to whack the other one? And like I can't quite remember. I'm gonna oh. say sweep. I'm going to say sweep. I was going to say sweep as well. So we'll let's go with yeah. sweep. We'll go with um, sweep. We'll move away from the six questions and we'll come on to one from Patrick who said, uh, and this came this was November 23rd, which was, I'm hoping that today's announcement about cleaning up the rook will more suit the style of what, what Rowan Smith wants us to play. Yeah. It will mm. speed things up, but it also brings us more in line with the Australian game, which could benefit the national team. What did you make of the changes, Eddie? Well, we finally got the change to the first tackle on the six again that so will now yeah. be a penalty which is what everyone's in, been in your own 40 for. isn't it in your own yeah you know 40 sorry yeah which is what everyone's been clamoring for since what three years two three years so finally they've seen sense there and the cleaning up of the rock it, it drove rowan nuts last year it drove him do you nuts. think that's been influenced by him i think him there was another coach as well probably ian he, watson because he likes to moan I can't remember. If it, I think it might have been Paul Rowe. Anyway, there was Rowan. There was two coaches who you heard a lot of on Sky or BBC or wherever, and they used to always speak about the rook. And I think them consistently highlighting it has kept in the spotlight for the RFL. But it's it, so it, I'm really glad the six again. You know, penalty on the first tackle in, in your own forty is here. The play of the ball thing has been. This is the first time. Thirty years. That's been trying to sort that out, haven't they? And it isn't the first time they've said, "Right, you know, we're going to clean it up." And and everyone knows what's going to happen here for the first three, four, five. First three games, there's going to be about five yeah, penalties. Three, four, it. five weeks. They'll go really hard on it, and then after that, it'll be back to the same. And everyone listening to this is going to be nodding along to those words because we all know for a fact it's going to happen again. I think the six again rule was needed, but I still liked the rule in that you reset the tackle count, but frustrated when it was on the first tackle. So I think they've resolved that by putting it in the area of the pitch that they've done because that's when it always happens. Because all they ever did was hold on. Yeah. To, you know, take the penalty so they can get the, the line set again. Yeah. But the actual rule now is that obviously if, if it's in our own 40, you kick, you know, 20, 30 meters down to so get a better yeah, position. Get but, or if you're in there, Half the, the is an advantage because the tackle will count on reset. Uh, yeah. Um, so no, I, I think it's a good thing, and I do think Rowan's definitely had some influence on yeah, that change. Um, because he didn't shut up about it last year, did he? Um, uh, next questions. Um, Phil asks, Have you ever seen the same pigeon twice? I don't think I have. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No, these are the questions. No, I mean, Nessa's convinced we have the same pigeon coming back to us every day when we feed it, but I'm not sure it is. How does um, she know? Is it, it's got a distinctive... I don't know. 
Mohawk. No idea. I, I just nod and agree. One of my dad's top tips about a happy marriage. Um, Richard's next question, I'm going to fire through some of these. Uh, is our pack good enough? I think so, as it is. I think so. But others would say we are a prop short. But like we said on the last pod, it's going to have to be someone of like Ryan Sutton's ilk. Yeah. you know. I think that's the only thing we're short of in that an elite prop, not just elite, a prop for a prop. We're an elite starting. prop is what we're mm-hmm. short of. But I think we're good enough. I think we've still got a good pack uh, anyway. Uh, Adam Reese said, "Do you put water on your toothbrush first, or put the toothbrush and then, or put the toothpaste on then water, or put no water on at all?" Toothbrush, water, toothpaste, toothpaste water. and then I have to wet my hand. I have to run my hand under the tap so my hands wet, and then I brush my teeth. Are you putting your whole wipe. wrist in your mouth for some reason? I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, I don't. I I have to wet my hand. It's like an OCD thing, like, you know, if I don't wet my hand, the the, the world will explode. <laughs> I've just always done it. I've just One always done it. One of the superstitions that Eddie has. So, um, so, much, so much so that when I first met Harriet, and we were out with, like, one of my friends, and we were, the, the, the topic came up of, like, OCD, and my friend was like, oh, do you know, he has to wet his hand when he brushes his teeth. I'm like... Why are you telling me this? It's weird. Yeah, you just told, <laughs> you've just told the podcast that. So, um, <laughs> next one's some Rhinos Roundup, and this one's to me, which was Reese. Which would you rather warn your stag do a Saints wigging or a cash shirt? Um, all three are better than what I did have to wear, which was the only game in the village from Little Britain. Um, I think I'd have had to wear, I don't think they are. I think I'd rather wear that. That costume than the cash shirt. Mm, I think I've probably been wigging, I think. Uh, I of, of the three. Um, and then let me find Bryce's questions. Um, so, Bryce's first one is What is your Christmas food guilty pleasure? I think, I think Brian said something like something that you only eat at Christmas. You won't eat any. Yeah, food only brought out at Christmas. At Christmas. For some reason, we always buy like the world's biggest tub of peanuts at Christmas. I don't know why. It's like a massive KP barrel. And it just, I don't know why. It's just a Christmas. It's got a Christmas theme. You can eat them all year round, but we don't bother apart from Christmas. And I love that big barrel of dry roasted peanuts at christmas i don't know why or how that started but it happens every year in our house you go on reese pigs and blankets f- flavored crisps yeah. or oh, crisps yeah i have not pigs seen and them. blankets flavored crisps you haven't seen them they're everywhere oh, go up tesco m&s honestly it's basically just sausage and bacon M&S. flavored crisps <laughs> yeah you think i shop at m&s <laughs> no i didn't um but yeah, no, because it's basically just sausage and bacon flavoured crisps and it's just great. Um, the next mailbag, <laughs> my review of Chipolata crisps. <laughs> um, Bryce's next question was, with all the uproar about Ellen Road, where is the worst ground you've watched rugby league? And he has put in brackets, I know yours, Eddie. Oddsell. Oh. Definitely. I don't think he's expecting that. Otzel's worse than Cass. I think everyone knows Otzel's absolutely 
oh, it, 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 it was diabolical the first time I went in God knows when, 20 odd mm. years ago. And it's, you know, it's still the same now. I mean, have, have you been to a worse ground than that? I think it was just tainted by the experience, but Wakefield, because we got beat that day, and obviously Wakefield hadn't won. You had to walk through the graveyard, which really also just really filled me with even really depressing, <laughs> just depressedness from that. Um, and I know I'm going to get a load of people saying, well, your waistband doesn't have a roof, but it was like 30 degrees and it was far too hot. You were and, <laughs> and there's no cover. Um, so... Uh, probably wait for, but I think that is tainted also by the result is that experience in terms of the ground. That's true. Um, and then Bryce, third question, and probably our final question because I can't find his other ones. Uh, is what is your favorite Christmas advert? I can't stand them, Bry. I can't, stand I can't, them. I can't stand them. They're so phony and they're just not real life, and they have people buying. Tat, um, but my favourite one. I did enjoy the one with the boxer jumping up and down the trampoline. I quite enjoy that, just because of, the, of a dog jumping up and down on the trampoline. That's true. Um, what others have there been? I don't know. Maybe the old Toys R Us one as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a magical place. We're on our way there. <laughs> no, it's it's lost on Reese. <laughs> Just people age yeah, it's just a suitable point to end the pod, I think. Singing along to that. <laughs> I don't know, Bri. I, I, I kind of get the sentiment of them, but I think they're just OTT, and I don't think they read the room either, to be honest. I don't want to start giving social commentary on Christmas adverts on this podcast. But, yeah, um, I'll say the dog one with Reese that jumped on the Bell's Castle. Is that the mailbag? That is... Thank you everyone for getting in touch. We're not sure when we're going to be back. We are working on some specials with some special guests and we'll work and try to speak to Fran to get her on. We've also, we can always open the mailbag or if any groundbreaking or we get a big enough chunk of news to talk about, we'll jump back on as well. Thanks everyone for watching on our YouTube channel. We do broadcast, live broadcast live stream all of our podcasts sorry on our youtube channel if you just search the lot pod that's us please hit that subscribe button i think we're on to about 300 subscribers now which is good for us because predominantly all of our listeners are on spotify and itunes I it feel is reasonable. good for us but we've i've got a thousand followers on twitter you've got two thousand as well so we can definitely get more Yes, so please subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And we'll see you all next time. Take care.